Kevin Garnett did to this team was change the culture. I don't think Kevin Durant's that guy. I don't think Kevin Durant changes a culture. He can enhance it, like what he did in Golden State, right, what he did with the Warriors, but he wasn't the leader of that team. You know, he was one of the top dogs, but he wasn't the guy that was going to, you know, put people into their own place and, you know, hold people accountable. No, he, he, he contributed. He led them to a championship. I don't think they win those without him in a big way for sure. Look, he was, look what he, he, was look what he did in Brooklyn. MVP twice. I know. You know Max, he, he, he's not, he's not somebody. What did he do in Brooklyn that changed the culture? He was supposed to lead that team, not Kyrie Irving or not the two of them. It was supposed to be him. And he had no control. He just he put his hard hat on. He did his job. I commend him on that. What, but he's what, not a leader. Did, he's not someone that's going to enhance everybody's game. What or, could, or hold people accountable. I ask you this question. I ask you this question. What could he have done differently with the Kyrie Irving situation? What could he say? The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. All right, another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I'm Joseph Pavone alongside Cedric Maxwell. The Boston Celtics, man, they waited less than 48 hours to make a splash in NBA free agency, man. Making two deals that I think are going to help this team in a big way. And we'll break it down, of course. And everyone's wondering, where is Kevin Durant headed to? He asked for a trade out of Brooklyn. And there's a team, there's a, there's a line full of teams uh, willing to, to make it happen. But which one is going to be best for the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, I guess, is the question. And I guess we can pick up on the conversation we had about Kyrie Irving. But uh, it seems like he may be on table, maybe not. Maybe he's part of the future. Matt, I'd love to see what you think about it. But first thing first, man, let's talk about this, these, uh, these Celtics. Brad Stevens making these moves already. Uh, mm-hmm. Adding a two-way mm-hmm. player like Malcolm Brogdon, I think, is absolutely significant, uh, Max, especially when you think about the competitive uh, Eastern Conference. And, of course, he did this deal without touching any members of his, uh, of his, of his core, right? You know, none, none of the members of the starting lineup, no one in the rotation. I mean, you did trade uh, Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan, and the 2023 uh, first-round pick. But, Max, what was your initial reaction to it? Because obviously everyone was thinking about Marcus Smart and how he would react to it. He act, he reacted to it in a positive way, shouting out Malcolm Brogdon on Twitter, um, you know, a few hours after the trade was completed. But Max, what was your initial thoughts and how do you think this makes the Celtics significantly better in the Eastern Conference? Well, I think you look at their bench right now, it's gotten stronger. I think that what let the Celtics down in the finals was the fact that they couldn't score. Uh, they had a hard time scoring. And you bring in the sharpshooter. Um, you, you think what Gallinari is able to bring to the table, and then you bring Brogdon in, and Brogdon is is a shooter slash penetrator, ex-rookie of the year. Uh, you know, the only problem I've heard, and, and it's from people in Indiana, is the fact that he does not play as many games as, you know, you you would think. Uh, he that's, missed that's he true. way over 50% of the yeah. games with injuries. Max, I've had him on more than one fantasy league. And, yeah, man, he will miss some games for you. He'll go off. He'll hit all the statistical categories you need, and he'll give you that sort of balance and average throughout the course of the regular season. But, yeah, he'll miss some games, especially when, sometimes when you least expect. So that, that's part of his, his thing. Yeah, I think that's one of the problems you think about him. But the thing that he is, he's a, uh, he is, he's a Marcus Smart clone, probably a better shooter uh, from the three-point line, uh, better free-throw shooter. I think he had that. 90, 40, whatever that thing is, it goes on the NBA when you think about stats. Uh, but I, I think that he's a guy who can 
give you an upgrade when you think about going to your bench. I think Marcus is still going to be your starter, but I believe that Brogdon is going to be a guy who's going to play significant minutes uh, late in basketball games in critical yeah. situations. One of the uh, other things I heard was like, well, he didn't want to defer to anybody when he was in Indiana. Like, okay, who was he going to defer to? And, <laughs> and they, was it going to be Sabonis? Was it going to be Miles Turner? Who was he right. going to defer to? Well, here there's a clear pecking order uh, between mm-hmm. Brown and Tatum, and then it goes down here from that. The other thing which you talk about with, with Brogdon is the fact that this essentially could be a rental because he only has one year left on his deal at about $22 million. So you'll get the chance to, to put him in your lineup, see how it works out. And if it doesn't, then you can move on to somebody else. Yeah, I like the way you put that, Max, because I think one thing that everyone was, was quick to jump to was, oh, who's going to start? Who's going to start? You know, is he going to take the job from Marcus? How is Marcus going to react to it? Well, wait a minute. What about the lineup to close out games, right? Because that was the one that was giving the Celtics fits during the NBA Finals in particular, right? Like being able to close out games, those you know close game situations when you need a closing lineup. And I think having a backcourt like Smart and Brogdon will get you a lot of stops. You know, those guys will be responsible for defending you know the best the best players on the opposing team's backcourt. So I think you get a huge you know extra muscle there on the defensive end, and you have a guy who can score as well. You know, so it's a two way player who, yes, he is on an expiring deal, but at the same time, Max, there's a lot of value there, right? And there's yeah. a lot of value in guys like Malcolm Brogdon who have never played on that sort of stage that the Celtics were on, uh, you know, less than a month ago. You know, the yeah. NBA Finals, you know, he's, he's ready for that. He already put that up on social media. And again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Max, like seeing a team like the Celtics come two wins short of an, of an NBA title, that's going to inspire guys. And I think Malcolm Brogdon certainly fits that criteria for sure. Well, you think about, about your players with the Celtics, their opportunity to win, the NBA Finals this year, probably hands on uh, that uh, fourth quarter they had in game number four in Boston. Where they in Boston, have- yeah. That was a crucial loss. 3-1. Yeah. I mean, late in the basketball game, they take a lead, and then Steph Curry comes back and scores. Somebody else scores, and then they eventually break the Celtics back. But, you know, the there were so many great opportunities for the Celtics. And, but you still look at that with Brogdon coming in, with Gallinari coming in, Gallinari has always been a uh, tremendous three-point shooter. Defensively, could be a liability, but with his ability to knock down shots, he's going to stretch the floor. He's going to insulate Brown and Tatum that much more because either one of these corners or on the wings, he's able to knock down the three. Big enough to get to the basket, great free-throw shooter, will compete, uh, you know, to rebound the basketball at about 6'9". So, you know, the NBA game is perfect for him. So coming into this situation, I, I like what the Celtics have done. He's a veteran scorer coming off the bench, man. That's exactly the kind of production this team needed throughout the NBA Finals. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, that's the way Brad Steven had to go into this offseason and measuring what was missing from that series. What could this team need? And you talk about a guy who could not only score on his own, but give you double digits on average you know, throughout the course of, a, of the season. I, I think it's a good signing. I really do. You know, mid-level exception. You got a two-year deal. You know, uh, it, it seemed like it was between Boston and Chicago uh, in terms of the reports that were that the, the two teams that they, that was narrowed down to get him. And he, he chose Boston, you know. And I can't help but wonder if that had to do with the, the, the likelihood of this team getting back to the NBA Finals and, and what he just saw, you know, a month ago. Yeah, the question I have to ask right now, do they, the Celtics still have these $17 million? They still do. They still do, Max. So that's still that's still for, for their disposal that they can use. 
but they have to use it by a certain time, right? Right, by the end of the month. So this is this is the um this is the uh, the TPE. They already used the mid-level exception on 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 Gallinari. Now this is the TPE that does have a, an expiration date on it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I mean, a lot, it's easy to point out the, the the bench and you're looking at secondary, you know, a uh, secondary center after you traded away Daniel Tice. Maybe you're able to address that you know, in some regard within the next few weeks. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what this team is able to pull off or what Brad Stevens can do. Well, Brad has done his due diligence uh, with this team and, and put them in another position uh, to make a run. And I think that's all you look at. I think in the beginning of last season, the, the best hope for any Celtic fan was if you got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, my God, that was just, you know, and then you get to the NBA Finals and you lose it. And it's such a disappointment, but the foundation for this team is uh, built the right way. You talked about uh, you talked about the thing in the Hamptons, though, which you know a little surprising to me. You said Jason Tatum and Draymond Green. Yeah, Taylor. yeah, Max. We were talking about it right before we started recording, man. Which uh, I'm surprised you're not. Yeah, exactly. See, that's the attitude I expected to hear from you, but. Before before I hit record, you were like, "That eh, is what it is." I'm like, "No, really? no." When I when I said that, I listen, was like, hold on. Let me let me make it clear though. Saying what up, daps and pounds, all that. Hey, man, good to see you, man. All that. I'm not saying, you know, don't do that. But my thing is posing for a picture, saying what up. I, I don't know, man. It just didn't sit well with me as as a, as a if, if I'm a competitor, right? If I'm Tatum, if I'm if I'm in that position, if I'm if I'm uh, seeing the guy who just beat me a few weeks ago at a party, man. I don't know if I wanted to post for a pick. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Well, <laughs> that's just me. That's just no, me. I mean, I mean, that would have been me. And then I, you know, you hear Draymond Green talking about your running mate. Uh, he, he talked about Jalen. He said, yeah, right. right. I, took, I take, I took Jalen Brown's heart. And I'm like, Whoa, that's, that's some, I mean, Draymond's words here in the last couple of between that and, and thinking about, you know, Perk being a coon, some of these words man, needs to go, go into his little dictionary, you know, take some of those things out. But, you know, yeah. when you win, when you win, we didn't talk about that. Right. When you win a championship, obviously you get an opportunity to say what the hell you want to say. Uh, Four time champion right now uh, in Draymond Green. And, uh, you know, that team has gotten better, too. Uh, you know, with, with Wiseman possibly coming back with some of the things that happened. Right. Well, so Literally. then, so then, Perk. So why is he acting like this is his like final championship? Like this is his swan song. Like, like why is he acting like he's this is it? Like he may not get back there because that's the way he's acting. As if he's gonna he's gonna milk this thing until he until he can't anymore. I don't think that you know they're looking at it that way. I think that they're looking. No, I'm saying Draymond. The way Draymond's behaving, he's never he's been he's been loud and obnoxious. You know, after winning championships before, but nothing like this. Not even close. Well, when you win your fourth, you got an opportunity to be a little bit louder. And you know, you know <laughs> I you guess know, that's the one, right? You, the fourth. Look, you you know what was what you documented between Draymond and me, which made me tired <laughs> at the end of the day. I know <laughs> what you, you mean when I documented. You, like you, I'm a director doing a documentary. Get out of here. <laughs> what are you what, wait a minute. I was what I reported on, man. What who, I reported what, on documented. Who was there with the documentary? Who was there with the camera? Joseph Pallone. You thought you documented, <laughs> and how many people? How many people saw it on YouTube? Is it coming Millions. on about about four million now? I haven't I haven't checked. I haven't checked in a while, but yeah, somewhere around. There. So no, I mean that, that <laughs> those things happen, and uh, but yeah, I was 
I mean, I, if I've ever wanted the Celtics to win the championship so I could put it in somebody's face, I think it was was this year. But uh, obviously, you'll be looking at some of the things that are happening right now. And, you know, and I guess we'll move forward a little bit and think about what's going on right now with Kevin Durant. Yeah, um, I was going to say, Max, but real quick, before we get on that, though, the, the, the one thing I wanted to say, one more thing I wanted to say is that uh, I didn't even think about it like that from Jalen Brown's perspective, right? Like, he, he, Draymond says what he said on this podcast. Like, four days later, you you chilling with this dude? You you, you kicking it with him? You taking pics? You posing for it. It's a little, yeah. I don't know. This, that would have sit well with me. That would have sit well with me. With that my... being said, with that being said, going into this conversation about Kevin Durant, for, for people who, who even, like, entertain the idea that someone's doing something like this, why? Like, like why? Okay, we, I'll let you get your two cents in, and then I'll, I'll get into why I don't think something well, can go after let's, Kevin let's, Durant. But let's, let's, enter, let's entertain the idea. He is still right now, arguably, one of the top three players right now in the NBA, especially and maybe the number one player when you think about getting buckets at his size. Uh, ability to score, uh, really a, a seven-footer with, who plays like he's, his, his moves are like a guy about six foot five. Uh, you would question the only thing you – and I remember doing this, Josue, and, and it, was, it was back in the day when the Celtics had Al Jefferson. And mm-hmm. uh, and then it was Kevin Garnett's name came up. I'm like Kevin Garnett. Why why would we want to get Kevin Garnett when we we got a budding star in Al Jefferson? <laughs> Kevin Garnett played that first game. He changed the culture of this team. I don't think that you could in in the annals you might be thinking again of Durant changing the culture of this team. If if you got him here, would he would he would he put you over the top, or would you or, or would you retard the development of Tatum if you brought him into? Because now Tatum would not be the lead dog. So yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but man, it's just hard for me not to sometimes think about that big really? step with the ability to score anytime he wants to, to take over a basketball game offensively. And just as good defensively, he wasn't bad. There were times when, you know, he, he blocked a lot of shots this year, rebounded the basketball. So right. I, I know that you don't like the fact of even thinking that way. Uh, no, yeah. it's not that. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Well, no, I'm not saying, like, absolutely you can't. You cannot trade Jalen Brown for, for anybody. No, that's not the yeah. that's not the thing. I get it. I, I understand how talented Kevin Durant is. But to your point, right? What Kevin Garnett did to this team was change the culture. I don't think Kevin Durant's that guy. I don't think Kevin Durant changes a culture. He can enhance it, like what he did in Golden State, right? What he did with the Warriors, but he wasn't the leader of that team. You know, he was one of the top dogs, but he wasn't the guy that was gonna, you know, put people into their own place and you know, hold people accountable. No, he he could he contributed. He led them to a championship. I don't think they win those without him in a big way for sure. Right. Look, he was look what he was look about what he did in Brooklyn twice. I know, you know Matt, he, he's not he's twice. not somebody. What did he do in Brooklyn that changed the culture? He was supposed to lead that team, not Kyrie Irving or not the two of them. It was supposed to be him, and he had no control. He just he put his hard hat on. He did his job. He I commend not, him on that. What, but he's what, not a leader. Could, he's not someone that's going to enhance everybody's game or, or hold people accountable. I ask you this question. I ask you this question. What could he have done differently with the Kyrie Irving situation? What could he say? 
one for starters, not request a trade. Stick with no, it. No, no, and try no. I'm, to, just saying, I'm just saying if you're in a situation where you feel like, okay, I'm done here. I think in the NBA now, that's what people do. I'm, I'm done here. And moving on. Now, one thing that we moved back to, just going back, I heard another name, which I, I like, and we'll see if oh, move and on. Number, number two would be, you know what else too, Matt? Number two would be get Ben Simmons on the floor, all right? You think someone like Kobe Bryant wouldn't be able to get Ben Simmons on the floor? You think a leader like LeBron James wouldn't be able to no. get someone like Ben Simmons on the floor? I, I, I yes, yes, no. they would, no. man. They no, would. they couldn't. Yeah, ben Simmons, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if Kevin Durant barely spoke to the kid. And ben and that really wouldn't surprise me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, that wouldn't ben surprise Simmons me. Ben Simmons is a completely different animal. And I think now the way the NBA is an all-star caliber player, though, the way the the NBA is set up now, guys are going to play if they want to play. And you could go down to New Orleans and see what see what happened down there. Their main dog didn't play for the entire year. They wanted him to play, but he didn't play. Now he signs a a multi a two hundred million dollar deal. And and how do you feel that deal comes comes around? But moving a little bit backwards, one yeah, thing you're going to say mo- something, yeah. Well, moving a little bit backwards is I've also heard another name that I like uh, possibly coming to the Celtics, and that could be Jay Crowder. Mm. Jay Crowder would be a I like addition because Jay Crowder <laughs> knocks down the three, he's smart, and he defends his ass off. Takes charges. He's been here before uh, in a system under. I would love if you could get somebody like that. And I always think about the one thing that happened when I, I think about Draymond coming over in the huddle. That ain't happening. That ain't happening right now. Jay Crowder's over there. Oh that, no chance. That no that ain't chance. happening. Another no. guy you think about yeah. is Morris. Morris. Marcus Morris. Yeah, that's the guy. If, if you're able to get him. He's a shooter and he's a no nonsense guy. That's the one thing you did not have on this team. You did not have that spark of controversy when it, right. when push came to shove. There is nobody. I, I just it still it, it still defies logic to me that Draymond Green was able to walk into your huddle, walk into your huddle beside your superstar, and nobody said a thing. <laughs> Everyone was just like. Yeah, I mean, nobody said nobody said anything. Like, won't you just the, grab some popcorn and watch the show while you're the that, referee? Had to find, the referee finally had to get him out of there. That it was that's a player's position. Yeah. Somebody should have been my game. Somebody should have been over there, dude. If you don't get the fuck out of here right now, <laughs> if you, you don't get out of this couple, This is our. <laughs> You were about to take your headset, though. You were ready to go over there. Oh, I'm just saying, just, you know, I, I, I think. Like, yo, hold they, up. They need to add. They, those are other pieces that they need to add into the mix uh, yeah. that I think that uh, would help them, uh, especially when you think about a little, just a little bit of yeah. toughness, a little bit of toughness. But see, a, that's the thing. A little, that... little spice will go with, you know, in, in Honduras, some one of those hot chili spices that y'all have down. <laughs> we'll, we'll go, we'll go that way. We, you know, give me one of those things. <laughs> to put out, I'm ready to go. 
This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including Major League Baseball scores and all the latest fighting news, and even next year's early NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and to get in on the action. Bet online, where the game starts. You know, you, you, you're speaking my language right now, man. That, that's what this team's missing. They just need a little spice, need a little extra pepper. That's all. The meal's missing some pepper. They don't need to switch up the course. They don't need to take away a, a, a centerpiece or two centerpieces the way these reports are talking about, right? They're talking about potentially trading Jalen Brown and a Marcus Smart or and a Robert Woods. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. That changes everything if you're going to do that, you know? Yeah. Listen, yeah. I've, I've entertained the idea of trading Jalen in the future first and, and, and all that. It's just straight up like that. But if we're talking about trading another piece of that starting lineup, another piece of that defense, especially guys like Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, I'm yeah. good. I don't I, think it's something to do that. I, I get where you're coming from. I just think that you're you're looking for magic again. It, can Al Horford have the kind of season that he had last year, especially yeah. late? Can he have that kind of season of knocking down yeah. shots? Um, I, I I like what you're saying. I get where you're going. And this team is a better, a better equipped team. Uh, mm. with the personnel that Brad has added to the mix. Put it this way, Max. I think someone like Kevin Durant, I, I think he needs the Celtics more than the Celtics need him. And that's a good position yeah. for the Celtics to be at right now when you think yeah. about everything that's happened. You know, uh, they, it's, they, it's, they overachieved in a big way. It's going to be interesting to see where he lands at, though. Uh, you know, some yeah. people oh, yeah. talked about, some people expect, uh, uh, talked about Phoenix being the landing place. I like, for, I like that one. Aiden. And you get DeAndre Aiden and somebody else from Phoenix coming over to Brooklyn. I think yeah, that imagine to- DeAndre Aiden and Ben Simmons leading that team. Man, that's that's, that's quite the difference well, <laughs> compared to last year. But you got to start somewhere, right? And, and Kyrie's there too. <laughs> Kyrie's like, what are we doing here? We- I mean, where, where's Kyrie? <laughs> Everybody keeps talking about Kyrie's going to be end up in LA. Uh, with no the- market. There's no there's no market for him right now, man. I'm sure the Lakers would love to swing a deal, but. No one's trying to take that Russell Westbrook contract. No one's trying to take that right now. Yeah. You know, it would have to be a a three way team. It wouldn't be the. It would have to be somebody would have to want Westbrook. Uh, but man, I'm telling you what. The what way about they, the Clippers? I wouldn't be shocked if the Clippers sneak in here, but I doubt it. Clippers don't want. Why would you want Westbrook when you just went out and got John Wall? You can't. That's you right. Can't. That's right. Never mind. I'm sorry. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah, put yeah, him in right. that, that position. No, no, I'm thinking of another. I'm thinking, okay, what I'm trying to think of is another Western Conference team that can swoop in here, but not like a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, Ooh. as they reported. Like another team. Phoenix is definitely in the mix. If I'm Phoenix, I'm doing my best to try to, to, try to swing a deal there. Well, Westbrook? I mean, not, not Westbrook, excuse me, um, for Durant. For Durant. Oh, Durant. Yeah, but I'm talking about Westbrook leaving LA. I'm trying to find out what place can take that kind of money and that destination you look at this board right now i'm a little surprised that washington went out there did that with john bill i mean with bill bradley bill and gave bradley bill 250 million and man he wanted to see what team was gonna bite though I, a part of me felt like he was gonna stay all along but yeah 
look, he got the bag, he got his money. But what about a team like the San Antonio Spurs that 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 that, that trade away their centerpiece, you know, or or another team like? I don't like that deal. I don't like that deal for Atlanta. I, I don't know why because Trey Young to me needs the ball to be yeah. effective. Uh, Murray, that's, he an, need, that's an interesting backcourt. Yeah, he, I don't know. He, he he needs the ball to be effective. You know, you got a you got a bigger defender. A guy can do a lot of different things, but Trey, in order of him to be effective, he got to shake and dance and do all that stuff, and that takes away from the offensive scheme of having yeah. a guy like Murray, who is a traditional point guard who wants to bring it up, set guys up. His length is about six seven, helps him out defensively. But I, I don't know some of the deals that they, I just kind of scratch my head at the end of the day. I mean, even with the Rudy Gobert deal, I'm like... Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. I mean, listen, when you bring someone like Danny Ainge to the fold, you know they're going to hit that reset button at some point. But, man, did you expect him? Like, look, look, he gave it... <laughs> Danny got the he got the Danny Ainge special, right? But he said, nah, man, keep the sides. Just just double up on the on the, on the the main course. Give me those four draft picks. Keep the sides, double up. I want, I want the four-piece of future first and call yeah. it a day. Like, that's interesting because... Look, in four or five years, those picks could turn into centerpieces. And, and you're wondering, I mean, if you're the Utah Jazz, you're thinking it's a, it's a Jalen Brown, Jason Taylor sort of type of thing, right, into the future. And, and I think that's why they brought Danny Ainge in, into, the, into the picture from the beginning. You know? Well, Danny has uh, decided to make moves. He didn't see Rudy Gobert leading them to a championship. He saw Rudy Gobert being a deterrent, had a big contract, and you're moving them to Minnesota. So you're saying – Minnesota had a hard time guarding already. You bring Rudy Gobert in, who's a pretty good defender, but late in basketball games, Rudy Gobert and Towns on the floor at the same time guarding who? I mean, mm-hmm. the game now is a, a game that's played outside the lane. And you, rim protector? How you need a rim protector? The Celtics didn't need a rim protector at the end of the day. They needed somebody on the perimeter against mm-hmm. Golden State. So, I mean, some of these deals, again, I, I just kind of scratch my head and, and look at some of these trades. But but Danny was given that, uh, that the keys and saying, Danny, do what you want to do. Make this team a contender. And Danny decided, look, when he had Paul Pierce, I'm building around Paul. Mm. This is everything he said. <clears throat> but what's the first thing he did, too? He traded away Antoine. He said, I don't think this is this is not a, yeah. a centerpiece here. Yeah. I'm building I'm building around I'm building around Donovan Mitchell. This is what I'm doing. I'm gonna trade to all his friends, people who like him, whatever it is, and this is where I'm stuck. I'm going down to the studs, just like with Paul Pierce, and I'm gonna build again. And and now I have time to do that because Donovan Mitchell's under contract, a long-term contract. Mm. And uh, he, I, arguably, he's one of the better players in the NBA. But uh, you're gonna, it, the Utah's gonna have to be very, very patient this year. What do you think of this report out of Yahoo Sports? Uh, Vincent Goodwill, who says that um, the Brooklyn Nets asked the Minnesota Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four draft picks in return for Kevin Durant, and uh, the Timberwolves declined. Would you do something like that? I don't think no. I don't think you have enough left over after that, right? You don't, yeah, you don't, that's it. The the you, day, don't have the, you don't have the core. Yeah, at the end of the day, you have nothing in the cover. You know, you have nothing at all. It could be Durant and, 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 and Gobert and out you, there. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't have anything left. I mean, it was essentially, he'd be like going back to Brooklyn, being playing mm-hmm. with Brooklyn by himself for, you know, an entire year. <clears throat> but uh, this whole scenario about 
you know, I'm so interested to see if Kyrie Irving lands anyplace else. Does he stay in Brooklyn? Uh, you know, they get the ran out. People have said also another destination could be um, Toronto. Uh, Toronto. Yeah. I'm the Raptors, man. I would, I would really do my best. To, to, to put together the best package offer that they can that they can do, man. That could really get them into the fold in terms of being one of the competitive teams. Look, they got they got the pieces. They have the ancillary pieces that that could help, you know, to, to put the, put the trade together. But it's just the centerpiece. I don't know. Is Pascal Siakam is that well, enough to get something done? But that's why you need another Kawhi Leonard, and that's what they'd be looking at. If Durant came in, he'd be that Kawhi Leonard piece again yeah. and build around him. And it worked once. Uh, yeah, you, you could, I could see them possibly making that deal. And the assets that, uh, you know, Toronto would have, maybe that would entice Brooklyn to make a move. But, yeah, no, no question. But you got yeah, OG, OG Alanui, you got Brooklyn, precious Brooklyn, couple pieces there. But Brooklyn is holding all the cards, though, because the Rams still under contract. Yeah. What's he going to do? Sit out? Yeah. I mean, but yeah. He has a three three years left or three or four years left on his deal. But see, that's what I think is going to happen with someone like Kyrie. I think that's someone that could, if he's not traded before the start of the season, he'll be traded a couple of months into it because of his expiring contract. Because teams at that point will be like, man, we're one piece away from from you know from a championship run or, or getting really far in the NBA you know playoffs. That's going to eventually happen because that's what happens in the NBA, Max. Right? Like players get they eventually get their wish. They might hold out for a long time and months and months, but eventually they get what they want. But, like, but this is what certain teams on the radar. He had the Knicks on the radar. Brooklyn's yeah. not going to trade him to the Knicks. I mean, well, what it, about Miami? What about Miami? I'm, I'm, I'm not Kyrie. Excuse me, Durant. At least it was reported that he had Miami on the on his list. But but he wants to play with Lowry. He wants to play with Bam, and he wants to play with Jimmy Butler. I'm like, well, what's what's Brooklyn going to take in return? Uh, Max Struss. Like, what are we doing here? Exactly. You know? So you're right in the fact that the market right now for everybody is somewhat limited, but once that log jam breaks, it's going to break. And yeah. I was talking to somebody in the self-run office and we started talking about salaries and he said, well, the TV deal is coming up. The NBA just signed mm. 20% increase on their TV deal. So that money has to go, part of it has to go to the players. So you're yeah. looking at salaries might even go up even more uh, at yeah. the end of the day. People were were worried, but I think that the owners are going to try to get a little bit more handle on guys sitting out, guys doing what Kyrie did, um, mm. guys like Ben Simmons, what he did. The owners are going to try to put some some kind of rule in there that is going to penalize those guys if they sit out those games. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they do that um, because it's been a, a, it's been the, the the conversation I feel like for the last couple of years, right? Ever since you know the the, the main stars of a particular team that they're playing on a marquee matchup on ESPN, and, and people can't tune in to watching their favorite guys, you know, and and the the, the dreadful schedule and the, you know the back to backs and all of that. And so, what I mean, are you going? What are you going to do though? What are you going to yeah, do about players? That's the same, because I don't I don't think it's going to take away. A day yeah. or two, you know, it's like, okay, I can't play in this game because of, you You understand the injury, but Greg Popovich was the one that started that by telling his players, like, look, I'm going to sit, 
And I don't care if it's, if it's a marquee matchup, right? Yeah, right. and that was the, his marquee matchup at that time was uh, San, Antonio, San Antonio versus Miami. And he said, nah, I'm resting my – matter of fact, I'm sending Tim Duncan, I'm sending Manu, I'm sending all those guys back to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker, was, all of them. And it, that, that has not changed. And we'll see if uh, – because as a player, for me, that's what I look forward to. Uh, yeah. You know, look forward to those marquee matchups. I, I wouldn't be surprised on Christmas Day if we're not in San Francisco. Uh, playing against mm. because of the yeah. the matchup of uh, two guys who are in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I take that bet for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're gonna try. I mean, with everything, Dur- I mean, with everything that Draymond's been saying too. Like, man, this is this could be a new newfound rivalry, especially if something can get back to the finals. And if the if the Warriors are waiting for them, man, I sign me up. I, I want that rematch on paper right now. I like the Celtics' chances. <laughs> Well, what the hell? What, what the hell is going on with the Lakers? No, oh, man, that's a mess right now. I mean, Darvin Ham, the new head coach, he's he's all smiles and everything's positive, but you know he's wondering what that roster's going to look like in a couple of months. <laughs> you have to, you have to wonder. It can't look like this because it has to. <laughs> is, I'm just waiting for the news for blockbuster deal of uh, all of a sudden you have moved on beyond uh, uh, Westbrook. If you're the Lakers, would you buy him out? Mm. Would you take a buy if you're him? You take a buyout of forty million dollars, become a free agent, and go someplace else. I don't think he's leaving that money. Then that table, that oh, that would open the door for a Kyrie Irving if that was the case. But boy, you yeah. swallowed a huge pill at forty-seven million because uh, at that particular time last year he was going to be the second highest paid player in the NBA. I think my guess is that he, they eventually strike a deal with Brooklyn. Like that's, I, I don't know how that would work out, but they would have to do something and, and meet somewhere in the middle. And I think if, if I had to guess the, the, the stalemate right now between these two teams is the other pieces, right? Cause if you're the Lakers, you don't just want Kyrie. You want a couple other, you want a Seth Curry, you know, you, you want maybe to, to address the second unit in a way in this trade. Like, but at the same time, the money, the way it matches up with someone like what Russell is, Westbrook, it's what complicated. Is Brooklyn getting though? What would Brooklyn get out of that? Yeah. It's well, expiring, ex- expiring contract? Yeah. I mean, I mean if, Tucker if Horton, you, someone, a young guy like Tucker Horton, 22-year-old, you know, if you're, something well, like that. Tucker Horton doesn't change the, the dial for me. If you're looking at the Lakers right now, and they're talking about they don't want to give up their picks, and their picks about four or five years from now. And yeah. LeBron James in his 20th year? Whew. I tell you that that is a a crazy crazy situation for the Lakers. No question, definitely. All right, Max. Before we get out of here, man, I want to ask you about this. I mean, we talked about it earlier about Jalen Brown and uh, you know the off season that, that that's kicked off. I love the fact that he's working out with Tracy McGrady. Uh, some pictures came out of them too. You know, back in the gym, like that's the kind of attitude I love to see from someone like Jalen. Not in the Suns taking pics with Draymond Green. No, I'm just kidding, but um, you know. Celtics Nation, though, the fans have been calling this whole Kevin Durant situation involving the Celtics is disrespect towards Jalen Brown. How do you feel about that? Because in my opinion, I don't know if disrespect is the right word, but if anything, to say that you are valuable enough to be a centerpiece for someone for arguably the greatest score of all time, that's a compliment more than anything, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It, do you it, take it, that it, personal if you're, if you're, if you're Jalen, if that's you? No. No, you don't. If you're Jalen, you look at it and going, wow, 
my name's involved with this kind of player, if they want to make this move. And I remember years ago talking about Anthony Davis and the Celtics had an opportunity maybe mm. to try to get him from New yeah. Orleans. You don't have one year deal and you'd have to give up Tatum. And I remember talking to Tatum. I was on TV. They asked me, will I make that deal? I said, yes, I'd make that deal. And I remember Tatum's dad coming over to me, his stepdad coming and saying, hey, I got a problem with what you said about my son. And I was like, what's that? Oh, yeah. said, Trading him to New Orleans. And I said, for Anthony Davis? And he looked at me and said, I will make that deal too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I asked, and then I asked Tatum about it uh, later on. The Tatum said, I would made that deal too if I got Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis. So I think that you cannot, that what you have to do, you have to look at this as business. And what Jalen Brown has done to me is demonstrate, look, back to work. I'm not on the Hamptons taking pictures. I'm back to work. I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym. I'm going to get better. I'm going to be at that elite level. And he was. You know, he had he had a great year. Yeah, uh, especially a, in the finals. He had, yeah. he had, he had an all-star year. Uh, so for him to be back in the gym working, that to me is the biggest, uh, that's the biggest compliment. Right. And the biggest tool that he can give to his team uh, during the offseason to like, look, man, no, no plan, no, no timeout, no taking pictures at the Hamptons. I'm just mm-hmm. here. I'm here to get better, and I'm going to lead this team uh, towards the championship. Yeah, no question. You know, use it as fuel. Uh, that's exactly what you need to do. All this trade talk and all this, you know, back and forth between Celtics fans, whether you would do it or not, trade someone like Kevin Durant, keep working and use that as motivation. I love that about Jalen. And I think that's one of the silver linings that Southern Spanish should take away from the NBA Finals was his performance and, and, and how he could, you know, get, how that could carry over and how he can build on that and continue to become a better player, man. I, I think that Jalen could really turn th- – like, not, I shouldn't say turn things around because it's not like he had a bad year, but take things to another level next season for sure. I think all this is relevant. I mean, look, everyone's making a lot of noise about this because a couple of tweets out there that were talking about uh, Jalen being disrespected because people want to put him in a trade and he liked it. He liked one of the comments and that's the whole thing. Oh, Jalen Brown liked this tweet. He, he must agree with it. He must feel disrespected. And uh, look at you guys, you, you're going to scare away your, 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 your second all-star and you guys don't, you you guys don't appreciate things. The Celtics fans it's like, well, no, listen, this is part of, this is part of what happens, right? When you reach the stage, you get into this, trade talks for, for elite players like Kevin Durant and, and you this is deal with that. Yeah. This is business. And that's all it boils down to. Right. Brad Stevens has done his business, and maybe Brad Stevens is now taking that that leap where he's taking his name out of coaching. Because I just can't see Brad going back. He's making that kind of money. He's in the background. Yeah. He he's looks good at happy. it. He looks yeah. relaxed. He's done a great job of of making some moves for this team, and that's why I I would find that as young as Brad is, I think I still be hard pressed for him to leave the Celtics and go out and get another job. If he did, I would have said he would have, he would have left the Celtics and went with Danny Ainge and went out to mm. Utah. But uh, he didn't, so maybe he can put a squash right now on who he is and what he wants to do. I think this is still a, a chance that he returns to coaching, but I don't think it's anytime soon. You know, when he first took the job, people were like, oh, this is what, going to college? It's going to be short term. No, 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 not going to college. I don't think he'd go back to college. No, I, I think. I look in his, my conversation with I him. I think he could return to coaching at some point, but I don't think it's going to be NCAA. He likes no, the challenge of the NBA. He likes that challenge. I think. No, what and, and talking to Brad, 
the thing that I got from him, we were talking about this new pay to play in college. And he looks at it like, oh my God, that's Pandora's box. And I don't mm. think you get into that because it's now you're, change everything. you're looking at players who are making more money right now than coaches. And what kind of power do you have over these guys? So I just can't see Brad Stevens going back into that situation. Yeah, same, same. Especially because, again, he's good at this job. I think um, his background, his collegiate background, obviously helps him in terms of drafting players. Uh, I, I, I think he's he's been through this, the Danny Ainge one-on-one in terms of like how to facilitate deals and all that stuff. I think all of it's relative. I think Danny – probably did a good job in, in, in walking him through that type of stuff, right? Like to facilitate yeah. that transition from him going to head coach to, to the GM or to yeah. president of Southern's organization. Yeah. Well, as we say all the time, what we doing right now, we keeping it on the what? We keep it on a hundred, man. Hundred. We keep it on a hundred. And, you know, mash that subscribe button, that like button, yes, whatever. Sir. You make yeah, us, to, proper, uh, you know, but whatever yeah. one do and, and yeah, shout out to good. a few people gave us some some reviews on uh, iTunes and giving us a, the um, you know subscribing and, and, and leave us rating our our podcast you know giving us five stars and leaving comments and all that's appreciated man appreciate yeah. you guys thank you no thank doubt you. and 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 Josue have to give him the shout out as you know uh, um, reporter of, of of the year so far with some of his uh, <laughs> his his gets during the playoffs that. And, you know, made everybody some money, made, you know, he, he caught some things that were sparking, right? <laughs> and you were right there. I'm, you right I'm there. adding some, some storylines, Max. What's the NBA Finals with some extra storylines outside? There you the, go. And the it, game. it worked out well. But guys, anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back soon. And if there's any other news that breaks right now, uh, we'll probably have a podcast in about a week. And, going over some of the new things that happened in the NBA. But again, thank you for the ride and the journey with us so far this season. Until next time, guys. Later.